0: I'm Pastor Julius Stevens, and welcome to the uh, Pastor Jay podcast. We've been on this a few months now, and um, what we're on to endeavor to do is just come be a blessing to you and and your family, and from the feedback that a lot of you have been giving me that uh, this has been a blessing to you, and that's the whole goal, is to share uh, the bits and pieces that I know about God and understand about God. And and believe me, it bits and pieces, I'm not uh, uh, an authority on God, certainly not an authority on uh, understanding all there is about God. But I'm like Paul when he says we know in part and we understand in part. And so what I'm sharing with you are the parts that I believe uh, to understand about God And uh, that's what I'm endeavoring to do. So let's get it on. Let's get started. And I always like to start out in prayer. I wore my special sweatshirt today for all the Elmhurst Trojans out there in Fort Wayne, Indiana, my high school. And uh, they closed it down about 2010. But uh, all that I have left is a hoodie. So uh, shout out to all the Elmhurst Trojans out there. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you and praise you. We give you all the glory, all the honor for all those that have come to join us, whether they're watching it live or some future uh, time in the in the near or distant future. Father, I believe that this is a fresh word from you, a word that will change lives, a word that will see you as you want us to see you and understand you as you would have us to understand you. I yield myself to you spirit, soul, and body. And I ask right now uh, that you give me a word that can be a blessing to the hearers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we've been talking in the general sense of understanding the heart of God and understanding uh, where is God at from his heart. Because there's a lot of things that are said about God that don't necessarily represent the heart of God. And we had a great example. God blessed us so much with Jesus Christ coming to the earth as God. He was God on the earth. And he showed us the true and perfect picture of who God is. And a lot of times that disagreed with the picture uh, that they had painted of God in the Old Testament. So Jesus would come along and he would Let them know that the picture that you all have of God based on what Moses said, based on what the prophet said, that is not the true. I am God. Like we said last time uh, or time in previous times, uh, when Philip in John chapter 14, he asked Jesus, uh, show us the father. You say that you are God. Show us. Are you really God? And uh, he said, yes, Philip, if you've seen me, you have seen God, you have seen all that God was, all that God is, and all that God will be, the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, you're looking at him right now and what a, what a what a perfect what a blessing that God did for us on this planet so that we could see God living and moving among us so we want to get right into it. we've been uh, launching off uh, this teaching in John chapter 1 uh, one through three. And uh, well, actually the first chapter of John, but I'm just going to read chapters uh, verses one through three, John chapter one, verses one through three. And then I'm going to go down to verse 14. It says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. I want to focus that everything that I'm talking about is God. Okay, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. And then we drop down to John chapter one, verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. So now we have this perfect example of God. Jesus in the in the body of Jesus Christ, and he's now moving about the earth, interacting with people. And the people that he came to, the Jews, they were looking for God in the flesh. And when Jesus showed up, he was totally different than what they were looking for, because they thought the God that would come among them, would be a military uh, leader, would be one that fought people and killed people on their behalf, killed all of their enemies so that they could rule over the Roman Empire. He would be a literal king. And that's what they were looking for in their Messiah. And Jesus shows up and he says, I'm not that guy. I don't know what they were writing about in the Old Testament, but I am not the guy that they were writing about. If you think that I am that guy, and so Jesus would go among them, and again, remember now, he is God, he is not a representative of God, he is God walking the earth. And so they said, Well, what about my enemies? Aren't you going to take care of my enemies? And he said, No, I want you to love your enemies, love our enemy, yeah. God wants you. I'm God. And God wants you to love your enemies. Well, God, when did you come up with that idea? That was me before the earth began. Uh, That was me when I was creating the earth. That was me throughout all of your writings in the Old Testament, 39 chapter or 39 books in the Old Testament. I am the God That never hurt anybody. Well, what about Sodom and Gomorrah? What about uh, Noah? Uh, What about you uh, having David kill Goliath? That's that's not me. I'm not a killer. I don't kill people. And so they, they were confounded by Jesus, who was God, because he was not this violent, angry, revengeful person that they thought God would be. And they said the reason why... The reason why we believe this about God was because we have the Bible. We have 39 books of the Bible that proves that God is angry. God is bitter. God is revengeful. God, he said, no, that's not God. He said, if you would really search the scriptures, you will find me in the scripture. I believe that's in John 5, 39. He said, if you search the scriptures, you will find me in the scripture and not this God that you are describing that's so violent and angry. And so Jesus, uh, and I'm reviewing right now. So Jesus was constantly having to correct their belief about God. Uh, the woman got caught in adultery. And, they, and the first thing they said was, our Bible, we're going to talk about Uh, the Bible and having its proper place in your relationship with God today. And they said, well, we got a Bible that says that if a woman is caught in adultery, you're supposed to stone her to death. And it was written in their Bible. They were not lying, but Jesus said, I am the word made flesh. I am the living word. And that is the written word. And the written word was written by flawed men, it was, it was translated by flawed men. It was interpreted by flawed men. But I am the God that they are talking about. And we are not going to abide by a Bible that says that we're going to kill. W- w- why won't we kill them? Watch this now. And this is going to be the, the meat of what we talk about today. He said, ask your spirit. Should this woman be caught in adultery. Don't go to the scripture. Go inside of you. Go inside of you where God lives and ask the God in you. Should you kill this woman for being in adultery? And they dropped their rocks. And the Bible says in John chapter eight, that they were convicted by their conscience. And that's where I want to go today. That's what I want to talk about today, that we're going to get a better understanding of even why we have a Bible, because for a lot of people, uh, they think the Bible is the final authority in understanding things about God. I believe that you are wrong in your assessment of the Bible. It is is good for us. I am not discounting the Bible, but I'm putting it in its proper place. That Jesus did not agree with everything that was written in the Old Testament about God. Instead of them having an eye for an eye, Jesus said, I don't believe in an eye for an eye. I believe you should love your enemies. I believe you should bless those that curse you. I believe that you should uh, do good to those that hate you. I believe you should pray for those that despitefully use you. I believe that you should forgive everyone that has ever hurt you. And a lot of times what we have done over the last 2000 years, uh, since since we have this Bible over the last 2000 years, instead of looking to the spirit of God to lead us, we have decided that the Bible is the final authority. And so we search the scriptures. And we're going to talk about the Berean Christians uh, that search the scriptures and and get a clear understanding of what they were searching the scripture for. And so we search the scripture and then we come up with our doctrine and we come up with our teaching. And after 2000 years of men searching the scriptures throughout the world today, we have forty five thousand different. Christian denominations. We have 200 here in the United States and you know what they are disagreeing in over? The Bible. So we have an issue here with the Bible, with Bible translation, Bible interpretation, and even um, there are even 2000 languages on the earth today that they can't even read a Bible. The Bible hadn't been translated in, in, in their language that that's equivalent to 1.3 billion people that couldn't even read a bible if they wanted to because there's no no there is no translation of the bible for them think of that 1.3 billion and it's easy for us in the united states in our little bubble to think that the rest of the world has access to the bible like us you know we got it on our phone we got it on our ipad we got it on our laptop we got it on our desktop we got bibles everywhere which statistics say we rarely read <laughs> But we want to say, oh, we, we want to argue, we want to pull out a scripture. We want to pull out a scripture. Do you know the very scriptures that the Jews use to prove that Jesus wasn't the Christ is the very scripture that Jesus used to prove that he was the Christ? Jesus said it was like Jesus was saying do, do you if you search the scripture you will find me all throughout the Old Testament they were always writing about me he said uh, in the beginning when uh, and I'm paraphrasing I'm speaking for Jesus if I could you won't find this in the Bible but Jesus was like when, when God told uh when God told Satan back in the garden he says the seed of the woman would bruise your head and you would bruise his heel in other words Jesus would have uh, his feet on your head, they were talking about Jesus. When Moses said, kill a lamb, a perfect lamb, uh, a lamb without spot or wrinkle, take the blood of the lamb. We're going, to, um, if you're watching this live, uh, Easter is next Sunday, but uh, the Passover, uh, the celebration of the Passover, uh, that's when Jesus, uh, they killed a lamb, a perfect lamb, took the blood of the lamb, put it over the doorpost and everybody under the blood of the lamb was saved. Jesus said, they were talking about me. When Isaiah said uh, unto us, "A child will be born unto us; the son would be uh, unto us; the son would be given," and the government shall be on his uh, on his shoulder, and to his kingdom there shall be no end. He said was talking about me. When Isaiah said he would be wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace would be upon him. And by his stripes, will be healed. He said he was talking about me. He would give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy. And he, if I could speak for Jesus, he's saying all throughout the Old Testament, they're talking about me. You don't see this? And they said, no, we don't see it. Why? Because if you, they go right back to their scriptures. And they said, why? Because if you were truly the Messiah, you would never heal on the Sabbath day. If you were truly Messiah, you would kill this woman caught in adultery. If you were truly the Messiah, you would never mix in with Gentiles and sinners and prostitutes. You would never do that if you, where did you get this from? We got it from our Bible. Our Bible says, our Bible would never mix with people of other races and other ethnicities. You would never do that if you were the true Messiah. So with all of this confusion over the Bible, Jesus said, let's not uh, uh, let's not fuss and fight over the Bible. I'm going to do something better. In John chapter three, Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. He was a ruler of the Jews. And he said, Jesus, I know the things that you're doing must be from God. People are questioning whether or not you are of God or not. But no man can do these things that you're doing except God be with him. And Jesus said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. But here's what I want to focus on. He said, you must be born of the spirit. The, The very next chapter, John chapter four, Jesus is with a woman at Jacob's well and um, they go through this dialogue. You can read it. I want to take take the time to read it, uh, John chapter four. And he says something to this woman when she talked about, told him about where uh, they worship. And he said, no, you must worship God in spirit and in truth. Get over to John six sixty three. He He says, the flesh prophet, Jesus is talking. He says, the flesh prophets little, but the words that I speak to you They are spirit and they are life. You go over to John uh, 14, 15, 16. Jesus said, It's expedient, or I need to go. I'm going to leave the earth, but I will not leave you comfortless. I will send you, John chapter 16, verse 13. He said, I will send you the Holy Spirit. Now, watch this now. And he, the Holy Spirit, will now lead and guide you in all truth. You can be led by your spirit. Paul picks this up over in the book of of, of Romans. And Paul, man, just read the whole book. But Paul picks picks this up over in the book of Romans. And he says, the children of God, Romans 8, 14, the children of God are led by the Bible. That's not what he said, because Jesus never said that. Jesus didn't say, uh, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and he's going to show you uh, how to go through the Bible. He didn't say that. He said, "I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit that's going to lead and guide you in all truth." Paul picks it up in Romans eight fourteen, and he said, "The children of God are led by the Spirit of God." By the time he gets to First Corinthians, he's writing this letter, and he said, "I, I, I believe it's Romans twelve thirteen, and we were all baptized by the Spirit into the body." Of Christ. He keeps this theme going that Jesus was talking about the spirit. The spirit is the one that's going to lead and guide you. The spirit, uh, the words that he speak are spirit. Paul picks it up in 1 Corinthians. He says, the things that God speaks to us can only be spiritually understood. He gets to, oh man, he gets to the book of Galatians and, and, and he talks about that we have fruits Of the Spirit and the fruits of our Spirit that should be coming from us is love and joy and peace and patience and long suffering and gentleness and goodness and meekness, temperance, faithfulness. And also, even with that, along with that, those are the nine fruits of the Spirit. But mercy and compassion and grace, all of these things should be coming out of our Spirit to show that we are connected to God. But let me tell you something. Not one of those things out of our spirit where God dwells, first John 4, 4, greater is he who's in you than he that it's in the world. None of them are violent, none of them are angry, none of them are revengeful, and certainly none of them, nothing in us that has the spirit of God would ever, never, ever, never, ever take a live human being set them on fire and watch them burn forever in this fictitious place called hell. It is anti-Christ, it is anti-God, it is anti-Holy Spirit, it is anti-love, it is anti-joy, it is anti-peace, it is anti-grace, it is anti-forgiveness, it is anti-everything that God is. And yet, Christians say, "But what the Bible says? The Bible says." Do you know Paul told Timothy, uh, his young uh, disciple, uh, his Paul was his mentor, pastor. He told him in Second Timothy, I believe it's two two fifteen. He said, "I want you to study the Old Testament and rightly divide it." And what he meant by studying, the, because they didn't have a New Testament. They didn't have a New Testament. There was no Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians. They didn't have that. All they had was the Old Testament. And he said, Timothy, I want you to study the Old Testament to rightly divide those things of the spirit of God. You know the Bible says in John one fourteen that He was full of grace and truth. Uh, John one seventeen said Moses gave us the law, but Jesus gave us grace. And true. and you need to understand something about God. We all, we often say this: He's the same yesterday, today, today, yeah, today, and forevermore. God was loved yesterday. God love is today. God love for tomorrow. But you need to understand the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God. That was in God before the world began. That was in God before the world began. It was in God. When he created the world, it was in God. When they wrote the New Testament, it was in God. When he, uh, when Jesus walked the earth, it is God. It was God also in the New Testament, and it is God beyond the Bible. He has always been grace. He's always been mercy. He's always been forgiveness. He's always been love. Amen. He's always been joy and peace and patience and long suffering. He has always been that and he has never been that. John 10.10 10 is called, the Charles Caps used to call this the dividing line of the Bible. It It divides to let you know where God is always at and where God never is. I'll say that again. John 10.10, 10, the dividing line of the Bible. If you want to rightly divide the word of truth, He says, the thief, this is one side. The thief comes not before to kill, steal, and to destroy. He did that to Jacob children. He did that in Sodom and Gomorrah. He did that uh, when uh, Noah and the flood. But Jesus, who is God, said, I come. That means God's come. God comes to give life. I like the Amplified Bible to give life to the full until it overflows. But let me get back to what I said about Paul talking to Timothy. He said, study to show thyself approved unto God, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now here we are 2000 years later. And when we talk about rightly dividing the Bible, it's not going to understand what is of the spirit of God and what is not of the spirit of God. What we, what we call rightly dividing the Bible is understanding the Greek and Hebrew and the Aramaic and uh, researching what this meant back then and researching what that means. And that's where the confusion, because we all can't agree on it. But something we can agree on is what the Spirit is saying to you, most of us. You can't agree what, maybe not I won't agree with what the Spirit is saying to you, but what the Spirit is saying to you personally when he says to you, don't say that. You, you know, the Spirit will, will show you, and he's done this, he's shown me this several times, he can show you when you write, but you're going about it all wrong. He's shown me this several times. Yeah, you may be right in what you're saying to your wife. But I tell you what, this is not the good time. This is not the right time to say it. This is not who, who the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of me. He says, he's the final authority in your life, not the Bible. And just like Jesus went through the Old Testament and threw out the things that were not of God and kept the things that were of God, that we are to do the same thing in the New Testament. We are to go through the New Testament and say, is that the heart of God? Is that the spirit of God? Would God, with the God in you do that, what the God in you, what the God in you tell women to be quiet in church? <laughs> oh, not my wife. <laughs> tell her the Spirit. There's nothing in my spirit to say. Uh, uh, tell my wife, Carol, be quiet till you get home. <laughs> that's the Spirit of God. <laughs> nothing in my spirit would me tell you. Which, what? That's what Paul said to tell you that you know if you're going into ministry, that you would be better off single than married. And nothing in my spirit says that. So I throw that out, and then, like I said, even when I get to the Book of Revelations, I know that I know that when John spoke about burning people up, it's the same thing that John said in John chapter nine. When I'm sorry, was that John Luke chapter nine? Uh, John wanted to burn people up over there because they wouldn't listen to Jesus. He said, "Should we rain down fire uh, from heaven like Elijah did?" And Elijah didn't, God didn't rain down fire. God does not burn people up. See, there's a difference what they, in the Old Testament, what they did was that they saw things happen and they would either, they would always attribute, that was, that was God, that was God, that was God, that was God. And Jesus comes along and he says, when when over in Luke chapter nine, when they wanted to burn, when Elijah and James wanted, I'm sorry, when John and James wanted to burn people up, Jesus said, "What kind of spirit are you? Where did you get that idea that I am God that I would want to burn people up? Obviously John wasn't uh, John didn't give up because by the time John got, wrote Revelation, he burning people up again. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. the Spirit of God the spirit of God is your umpire. Your spirit is letting you know whether it's safe or whether it's not safe. The spirit is constantly letting you know that your thoughts Are right thought, that you're having the right thoughts or the wrong thoughts. Your spirit is letting you know uh, that what you're saying out of your mouth is the right thing to say at the right time or the wrong thing to say, or you're saying the right thing at the wrong time. Your spirit, God Oh, you know this. God cannot be contained in this book. Well, pastor, what is this book for? This book is good for you going back in the Old Testament and finding Jesus. The New Testament is good for you to learn how to walk in the spirit, to understand the fruits of the spirit, to operate in the gifts of the spirit. It is so good for you to know that everything that God speaks to you, he speaks to your spirit. That's what this book is good for, but it is not the final authority on what God says. And so when you tell me, well, you got to prove it by the scripture. Jesus didn't go around proving anything by the scripture. He said, I say what my father tells me to say, and I do what my father tells me to do. And I'm not checking with Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, number, Deuteronomy, to, to see if it's okay to say, Love your enemies, bless those that curse you, do good to those that hate you, pray for those that despitefully use you, forgive everyone that hurts you. Uh uh, love people the way that I have loved you so that all men will know that you are my disciples. I can't go anywhere in the Old Testament to find that, but I can find it in my spirit. Whew. I can find it in my spirit. And the spirit is constantly giving life. Just think of it. Those of you who have pets, I don't own any pets. Let's say, say you have a dog. Okay. And a guy gathers dogs together and he sets a big fire and he takes those dogs and he throws them in the fire and he just sits there and watch those dogs yell and scream while they're being burned alive. What would you call that person that did that sick, deranged, That's what you would call, you would say that is one of the most despicable things that a person can do to a dog. But yet. We say God is going to do it. Like I just said, one point three billion people that are living today can't even read the Bible because it's not been translated in their language. Two thousand languages the Bible has never even been translated in. What do they know about Jesus? What do they know about grace? What do they know about mercy? What do they know about confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe with all your heart that God has raised him from the dead? But Titus chapter 2 says, but the grace of God, the grace of God has been given to all men. Every human being on the planet, God places his grace on the inside of them. Here we are. We've been privileged. Oh, we are so privileged to, to for somebody to introduce us to Jesus Christ. But God is not mad at those who've never heard of it. God realizes, it, God... I almost said God ain't stupid, but he's not stupid. God realizes that there are billions of people that have lived on this planet and they never heard of Jesus Christ. But that throws our Christian theology into a loop because our Christian theology says that we're better than the Muslims, we're better than the Hindus, we're better, we're better, we're better than everybody because we are fortunate enough to have heard about Jesus Christ, not realizing that those other religions and those other people they Treat people the way they want to be treated, just like Jesus taught us. They love their wives the way Christ uh, loves the church, even though they don't recognize Christ. They are living. Well, how are they doing that? They have the spirit. They have the spirit of God on the inside of them. And for a lot of us, because we, I ask myself, what part of me, what part of me would want to see somebody burn? And like, well, that's okay. They had their chance. They had their opportunity. It would have to be somebody I didn't know and somebody that I didn't like. It couldn't have been one of my brothers or sisters. There's no way. There's nothing on the inside of me. And as I've grown in God, and as I've I've allowed my spirit to grow and mature, there's nothing in me would let anybody want to happen to them. Friend, foe, stranger enemy, it wouldn't matter who they are. Why? The love of God on the inside of me compels me to keep loving, to keep loving. It doesn't matter what they did to me. The love of God cannot, won't allow me to seek revenge. The love of God won't allow me to retaliate. Why? Because it's the God in me and it's the God in you. But there's a part of us there's a mean part of all of us, you know I heard one body somebody say one time, you know there's a king and a fool in all of us. There's a queen and a fool in all of us. And that foolish part of me would be okay with somebody uh, killing somebody. I'm okay, that's the fool in me, but not the God in me. And so to understand God, Jesus did not come, To say, I want, I came to show you how to live by the Bible. He said, I came to teach you how to live by the spirit of God. And this book should show you how to live by the spirit of God the spirit of God on the inside of you. That's constantly speaking to you. Why? Because God is a spirit and he certainly cannot be contained or understood through a book, but you can, because Paul said it's spiritually discerned. My goodness, you know, I didn't hardly touch any of my notes. I type out all these notes and I don't hardly ever uh, get to them. But I, again, I'm just flowing in the spirit. I'm just saying, Lord, uh, uh, let me say uh, like Psalms 1914, let, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, my strength and my redeemer. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Why? Because I'm flowing in the spirit. And that's the way you should live. You should live by the spirit of God. Well, well, what about thou shall not? The spirit of God knows. The spirit of God wrote that thou shall not. He'll lead you in the thou shall not. But what about what, what about what I should wear? The spirit of God will show you what to wear and what not to wear. Uh, what about what to eat? The spirit of God will show you what to eat and what not to eat. I, I know he tells me all the time, boy, you better put that down. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. And most of you all, even when I talk this way, it feeds your spirit. It feeds your spirit. It bears witness with your spirit that this is God talking. This is God talking through me to you. Why? Because that's what it feeds. But all of this other stuff that I hear that... uh Uh, You know, let's argue the Bible. My spirit said that's not God. Let's prove that I'm right and you wrong. That's not God. (laughs) That's not God. Let let me let me let me do the exegesis and let me tell you what the Greek let me tell you that we got solid teaching and all of that stuff, which is just underneath is just arrogance and pride and, and ignorance, because Paul said when it comes to this Bible, uh, Paul said that, you know, the things that I'm telling you, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 9, he said, I only know in part. I don't have the whole picture of God. And even if you if you listen to some of Paul's uh, writings, he often mentioned about things that never even made it into the 66th uh, book of the Bible. Uh, he was telling Timothy about a letter that he sent to the Laodiceans. That never made it in the Bible. Uh, He says in uh, Acts, I think, 2035, he said, you remember what the Lord said? It more blessed to give uh, than to receive. That's not written in anywhere, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. We don't have there is no written record of Jesus saying it's more blessed to, to give than to receive which lets me know that God, I mean, even in John, uh, give me about four minutes, even in John, as he concluded uh, the book of John, he said, Jesus did so many things that if the books, if we could put it in a book, it would fill the whole world. Now, I believe that's an exaggeration, but what he was saying was no book can contain what Jesus did and i believe that all of us are on this progression of truth understanding. Of, we, we get bits and pieces. And when we can handle that, God gives us more bits and pieces. But don't sit up there. Like, I, I think I wrote this on social media the other day. If somebody tells you they understand the Bible because they went to school and and they learned how to, and, and like I said, even rightly dividing the word of truth, if we do it totally than what Paul was telling Timothy. But they had classes on exegesis and they had class on systematic theology and they've had classes on understanding the Hebrew and the Aramaic and 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 the Greek, and they've had, a, and they say, I understand it all. Run, us, run, 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 because they don't understand it all. We know in pieces, and as we seek God. He speaks to our spirit and he adds the pieces and he keeps adding the pieces. And I believe that even John, after revelations, God would have spoke to him and said, John, you got that all wrong. Let me add some more to you. Why? Because it's not in line with the spirit of God and who God is. God is love and he never stopped being love for anybody at any time. Look, I'm out of time. I, I hope this has been a blessing to you. If something I said um was a blessing to you, and this is the qualifier. If it was a blessing to you, just send me a little note uh, just to let me know that uh, you received. Uh, if you like, if you're watching it, it, or go to YouTube to the Pastor J Podcast. I would really appreciate it if you subscribe, so that so that I know who you are. Um, it, it would really bless me if you go to YouTube to the Pastor J Podcast and subscribe. Uh, it would it would really bless me if you hit like and share. With others, if this has been a blessing to you and you believe it's something that other people would like to hear, because again, we're on this trajectory of truth, always with God, and God wants to continue to grow us. Paul, um, Peter said this in, in the book of Peter, in the second, because a lot of the things that Paul taught, Peter had a hard time with understanding that Paul was preaching. And if you go with the second Uh, Peter chapter three, uh, I believe it's around uh, verse 15. Paul said these things, or Peter said, these things that Paul is teaching about the grace of God, they're really hard to understand for those who are ignorant and unlearned. And he was one of them. He, man, him and Paul and Peter, they, they, they struggled because Peter, man, I got scripture. I got scripture. Paul is saying, I got this by the spirit. Uh, Paul in Galatians chapter one, Paul did not learn what he taught and what we read about Paul. He did not get that from the Old Testament. Paul spent three years out in Arabia, three years out there where the Holy Spirit was just teaching him about the grace of God and teaching him what's the difference between the grace of God and the love of God and the spirit of God and Old Testament law. And when Paul got up after three years of just the Holy Spirit imparting into him, that's when he began to write all these letters that we read today. But he did not get that from by reading the, the Bible, he got it from the Spirit of God. And I'm believing that you are more in tune to the Spirit of God than you are to the written word. Again, I'm not discounting, it's a very valuable thing to have but you also i believe the most important thing that you need to know is how to be led by the spirit of god. Let me pray with you before we go. Father, I just thank you and praise you for all those that have taken the time to listen whether listen live or listening at a future date. Uh, Father, I believe that something has been said today uh, that caught that stirred us up. That stirred us up on the inside of us to say yes that's the spirit that's the spirit of god and father for those who have been using the bible as a weapon to prove that they were right to prove that to prove that their doctrine is right to prove no father let them see you for who you are uh, that you sent your son to teach us how to be led by your spirit Father, I pray that those out there that that need a healing from you, that they be healed. Those that need uh, their financial needs met, uh, husband and wives. Father, that on the brink, uh, let them hear from your spirit and let them change attitudes and minds uh, so that they can hold those marriages together. All these things we ask in your son Jesus name. Amen. Like I said, I'm Pastor Julius. This is the Pastor J podcast. You can find us on YouTube. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe. Also, we hear every Thursday morning at 1030 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're just we're just growing in the things of God as God continue to put the pieces in together together so that one day we can have the fullness of God. Love you. See you all next time. God bless. Stay encouraged now.